All right, welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast special episode today. It is the shared experience extravaganza. And what the extravaganza is, is we'll be bringing the greatest hits from our guests and we'll also be answering listeners' questions. And I'm joined by two special guests today. First off, we've got Joy Newhold. Joy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Joy is the co-owner of the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. You also might remember Joy from Communicate in Your Style episode. Also, she's been behind the scenes this entire time, and now she will be joining us for listeners' questions. We've got Erica Bailey, who is our producer. Hi, Erica. Hi, Joel. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? I'm good, thanks. It's different to be on this side of things. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for stepping into the show. Um, so, Joy, I'm going to borrow, uh, you know, one of the questions we got from uh, from one of our episodes, and that was Hannah. And uh, Hannah's episode was uh, that everyone has a story. And she gave us a great example of a question to break the ice. So I'm going to use this to break the ice with you, which is, Joy, what were you thinking just before you came onto this podcast? Okay, you're going to laugh. I mm-hmm. was thinking about the Seinfeld puffy shirt episode <laughs> and how it actually relates to our topic today about communication. And I think if only Jerry and Elaine had clarified with Kramer what his low-talking girlfriend has said, it would have been a completely different episode. You are so right. And that is such a good example of what communication is. Is That's absolute love it. Um, all right. Uh, before we get into listeners' questions and we talk about some of the greatest hits from our episodes, uh, Erica, I would love to know, because you have been uh, behind the scenes for every episode. Uh, was there one thing, one takeaway for you from from all of our great guests, all of our great leaders that we had on the show? I would say for me, it was Catherine, who we featured in our People Follow Leaders episode. And what stood out for me was how Catherine mentioned that how important it is to model good leadership behavior for your organization. And one of the key takeaways for me was the difference it makes when a leader sets a tone and how that can inspire their team. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joy. Sorry. I like the point uh, that she brought out that leaders are in the spotlight and Mm -hmm. they will mimic what you do. So if you're interested, they're interested. If you're disinterested, they'll be disinterested. Yeah, I love the example that that one leader, one leader sitting at the back, eating eating a sandwich, uh, and then everyone, all the people on his team watch him, and so they start all eating their sandwiches, and they're on their phones, and then the other leader right away sits at the front, leans in, and then everyone joins that leader and is leaning in as well. Such a great great anecdote, really brings it to life. Uh, let's jump over to now as part of our shared experience extravaganza. Erica, are you? ready with a question number one, I guess, our first question. And who's it from? Yeah, I'll start with a question we got from Anne from California. Mm -hmm. So Anne was asking, if you feel someone is not understanding what you're trying to to communicate, what is the best way to reset the conversation and align it? Yeah, Anne, thank you for being a listener. Uh, And, you know, good question, because that is, again, what... (laughs) Going back to the puffy shirt and uh, someone is speaking in that low whisper and believes that they have communicated the message. But really, uh, as we saw from Jerry and Elaine, that's why Jerry, Jerry ends up wearing that puffy shirt. 
they weren't really understanding what the low talker was communicating about. And so it's not uh, it's not what we are doing, it's how we are doing it. It's not necessarily the words, but how we are delivering that communication. So um, for the other person to receive it, um, unless they're a low listener, being a low talker is not going to work. So we have to look at our pace. If the, if the other person is more of a fast talker, then we need to speak a little bit faster so that they will follow us. If they're a bit more of a slower talker, then we want to be able to slow it down so that they are, you know, they're matching that pace as well. So very much that, that style of thought, that style of pace, that communication style is how you want to realign, not based on how you want to do it, but how they want to receive it. Joy, I, I know I, I could see the, the gears going. This is making you think of an episode from one of our podcasts. I'm thinking of Tamara's episode, Influ- Influence Without Authority. Mm-hmm. And she pointed out it's not how you want to communicate. It's how they want to receive it, which is everything you just said. And she also pointed out it really takes time to get to know your team and understand mm-hmm. how they communicate so you can kind of get them on your side. Yeah, re- really good example. And that's, that's, you know, again, it's influencing without authority, which is, you know, the idea of persuading someone without being manipulative. So how do you be able to influence them by, by pulling them in by adapting to their communications? A great example. Erica, look into that bag and see if you've got another question for us. We do. We have a question from Mike from BC. And mm-hmm. Mike was asking how you would work through conflict with a peer. Oh yeah, Pro- you know, probably as soon as you hear the word conflict, and then add that with you know a colleague or a peer, uh, it uh, right off the bat creates all kinds of anxiety just hearing that. So number one, uh, knowing that your emotions are already at a very high level going into a conversation like that, you're busy telling yourself all kinds of stories about you know what's going to happen and how this is going to unfold. So the best thing to do is to come in more with that blank slate, which is to look at this as a new conversation. So if you want to work through conflict, number one is actually to assume the best of the other person. And I know this sounds counterintuitive, but the idea of assuming the best of the other person is maybe they don't realize how they're communicating with you. That maybe if they speak in an abrupt way, but that's how they're communicating they didn't realize that how you are receiving it is very blunt and where you need maybe more context or more anecdotes. Uh, so they, so that's what assuming the best is. Assuming the best is realizing that, ah, maybe they don't realize how they are communicating that. So what that means is we also have to be empathetic. And empathetic means recognizing uh, the emotions that might be going on for them and to be curious about uh, about what that might mean. So empathy, being curious, all sounds very counterintuitive because we're getting ready to to uh, to fight when it's really not going towards flight, which is to escape it, but to look at how can I connect with this person? So being curious, being more empathetic and assuming the best. And let's start with those three ways as a way to go with that. Uh, Joy, uh, I, we didn't really talk. We didn't have really any guests uh, who really talked about difficult conversations. We'll we'll be tackling that uh, in our next episodes. We'll be having some more tough conversations. Uh, but Joy, Erica, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I you know, Joel, I think you kind of summed it up where people don't always know how they're being perceived or what they're kind of putting out there. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it could be a 90s sitcom episode just kind of describing it. And you can imagine all the difficulties and stuff you're going to have based on that. But I do think sometimes taking a step back, not responding right away, take a step back. 
um, have empathy. Like, are there things going on in this person's lives that maybe we don't know about or we do know about? And that is kind of impacting um, the situation that's going on before you approach them. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I like that. Um, You know what? Let's let's do one more question, Erica. Let's let's open the vault and uh, and see what you got here for us. We have another question coming from BC. So Gareth asked, is there an underdeveloped communication skill you'd like to put on a different path? Well, you know, I'd like to put all communication skills on a different path. And and I'd like to change the word soft skills to essential skills as we're, as we are becoming very much a a technology uh, based uh, we are definitely lacking in the essential skills. And so many workplace reports are saying that we could definitely evolve with that, uh, with those communication skills and being more essential skills. And specifically, um, it's really about, again, going back to listening, but listening without solving, listening for accuracy, listening for not uh, to listen for assumptions, but to genuinely intently listen to another person so that they feel valued and that they feel understood. And I think, you know, no, no matter which organization uh, we go into work with to help them on their communication skills, uh, at the end of the day, whenever you ask, hey, what was your big takeaway from today? People will always tell us, I need to listen more. It's a definitely an underused skill. Let's think back about now some of the episodes that we've had because this is this is definitely one of the one of the biggest themes that also keeps coming up in our episodes over and over and over again. So, uh, Joy, let's let's go sure. over to you and give you some some thoughts about that about some of the episodes. I appreciated Allison's episode. Uh, I thought my job was to save people, so she took over a new role in the middle of the pandemic, and her episode is very interesting because she talks about how she was used to communicating before, how her way of communicating to jump in and go to action and stuff. But in this new role, she had to kind of learn to step back. Um, You can't, you you know, people are really resourceful. The people you're leading need your support and help um, to solve problems they're having. They don't need you to always fly in as a superhero and solve everything for them. Right. Um, I even like how she describes herself almost as like a half-baked potato, right? (laughs) And and what I appreciate is like a leader. She was very humble, you know, very humble about it, the challenges of it. Um, And even uh, on an, sorry, during an uncertain time, yeah, uncertain time, um, to be taking over this new role, what a challenge that really would have been. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and, And that's, yeah. And that's another theme that that came up. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that more about that not being a fully baked potato, uh, but absolutely, it's it's that same idea about you know listening is is to not jump in and to solve that problem and to really listen to what the what the other person in front of you is is telling you. Um, and and some of the other episodes it reminds me of is uh, Jennifer in her episode about how to communicate with confidence was about giving feedback that's coming from a place because it's there's there's let's say a, a hard truth so to speak but the hard truth is that I'm giving feedback that's focused about growth so it's again it's it's listening in a sense to what does this person need and how can I be supportive of them uh, and Alexa uh, who was talking about uh, making them feel valued which really says it all about that underdeveloped uh, communication skill which is 
giving real recognition. So Jennifer was talking about feedback, about giving the hard truths because it's feedback about growth. Alexa was talking about give, when you give feedback to give that real recognition, uh, which means you did this well, and to add the word because. You did this well because, and that genuine recognition and what it does to that other person. Great questions. Um, Erica, do, do we have another question? We do. We actually got a question from India from Calarasi. Mm -hmm. And they were asking, how do you say no to senior members for tasks? And how do you set expectations with them? Yeah, yeah, and this is good because uh, you know, uh, Joy, I, I think you'll probably be talking about M Mel's episode, managing up, which was so resonant with this one. Uh, you know what I what I like to do with uh, with some of the people that we that we work with in uh, in our courses is uh, is ask them these two questions when you want to manage up and you want to be able to uh, set expectations. One is you want to pose to the question to your your manager or the person you're managing up to and say. Um, is this the best use of my talent? So sometimes a leader might give you something that is, wasn't the best use of your talent and should be actually delegated to somebody else. And the second question to be able to ask that, is this the best use of my time? The same thing is that if we're trying to be more efficient, more productive, um, then it's, it's mutually respectful. So you're not saying a flat out no. You are having more of a dialogue with that that senior leader that you're trying to have with, so that they feel respected. So the idea is, how can we say no, maintain mutual respect, and ask these two questions so we get to a dialogue about the best use of our capabilities. Yeah, absolutely. And in Mel's episode, I really appreciated it because she looked at it from the opposite view of how we've been looking at communication. So being the person that's communicating with different leaders. And so her point was, try to have the leader's viewpoint on matters, right? Mm -hmm. Come to meetings with them, be prepared. Don't present things in an emotional manner. Uh, right. Be backed up with logic and facts behind it, not your opinion. Um, and, and, you know, if there is a little bit of an emotional exchange there, you know, don't take it personal. Um, they might just be reacting to the situation. Remember, that person has other things going on in their lives. Uh, leaders tend to sometimes be alone. They don't always have the support system um, right. that that people in other positions do have. And so sometimes it does kind of come out in that situation, unfortunately. Um, but personally, yeah, I appreciate hearing it coming from the other side. Yeah, yeah. You know, th this is good because, I mean, uh, jo Joy, you can imagine, you know, if I was, you're, you're my leader. So if I was coming to you with no facts uh, and just emotion and go, uh, Joy, um, uh, I really have to uh, share this with you. And this is really important. You would, I guess, in just hearing the emotion in the voice would, would make you feel a bit defensive almost. You would, it would sort of almost trigger an emotion in you. Is that, is that right? I agree. And I do sometimes get communication like that. Not, not from you, Joel, don't worry. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you do. And the first thing I say is, wait a second, what this person's saying is clearly they're really, you know, maybe they're really stressed out and they're kind of right. panicking with how much time they have. So it's almost like as the leader, you're acknowledging like, wait a second, this is emotional. Are they yeah. stressed out? Are there other, because sometimes you have to address those before you're addressing what the situation is. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, and which is absolutely true as the, from the leader's point, and from the person who's trying to manage up, it's not helping your case if you are not bringing any facts into that, and and all the other person hears is just uh, the, the high level of stress, anxiety, uh, and fair enough. If that's what's the case, that's the case. Uh, but if you really want to be able to be able to say, as example, saying no. You really, as Mel said, it's important to realize I got to make sure I have facts so it all does, so it doesn't just sound like opinions. Because then yep. the leader, as you said, doesn't have anyone to sort of bounce those ideas off, and they have to—they're on the spot <laughs> to yeah. to make those decisions. Uh, you know, speaking of leaders, one of the episodes that was uh, really interesting for me was uh, Noah and Marco, the Minute Solution guys, uh, and their episode was how to communicate with, uh, how to communicate uh, successfully. Uh, and one of the things that really surprised me is, is they came up with a communication model and they called it praise. And it was pause, repeat, acknowledge, inform, execute uh and joy you know you even you had said that that pause is so important and it came up through different themes about not jump not jumping in right away to to solve it and i said even now just listen to the emotion being a little bit more of a detective so uh taking a pause and you know what am i hearing what am i seeing so i, I really like that that pause was was such an important feature as as a leader but just as all of us as we want to be able to to communicate um but you also were interested in how as the two partners, and they've been partners for a while, who are actually good friends even before they started a business, how they figured out a way to work together, their, their system. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, there can be friction. I, I could say between partners sometimes, you know, you start a business because you have the same vision, the same goal, but you are completely different people. And they're a good example because they they were friends, right? Yeah. Um, but, but they were really interesting because they talked about how how they communicate. So they have regular communication. They meet every Tuesday, whether they have business to talk about or not. So they continually communicate. That's important. Um, and I also appreciate that sometimes they do have completely different ideas on how things should be done. So they their solution is they each get to try their solution. They decide which one worked and then they go with that, which I thought was, you know, what a great way to compromise. Yeah, it's because they talk about uh, how to manage meetings. And so they're what, what's so good about it is they're talking also about how to manage their business, working as partners, as you said, to, 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 to avoid that friction and, um, and have a system in place in the way, the same way that they created it, they have a system to manage those meetings. And what they saw was important to also have a system on how they are going to communicate together to, again, to keep that respect together, but also to grow their business. Um, and speaking of pause, this this reminds me also of uh, Nupur's episode, how to um, how to lead with inclusion and uh, and diversity. And uh, and speaking of pausing, one of the one of that came out of her her failure tada uh, stories, which was being so prepared. And then when uh, one of the leaders said, "Well, no, that's a, uh, for her presentation," and one of the leaders said, "No, that's not really what we the the path we want to go." Um, and she had she she had to check herself because she wants to keep going forward with what she had presented. But the pause was so important to pause, which is that, that ability to shift, the ability to pivot uh, and to go, okay, what's important to them? What's important to that audience at that moment? Um, and that, that kind of reminds me of another episode, speaking of the, the pause, uh, Joy. 
Yeah, I was also thinking of Nancy's episode where she uh, called It's About Them. Mm-hmm. She works with lawyers, and I thought that was a re. I've actually applied some of the stuff I learned in that podcast kind of in my own consulting mm-hmm. side of things, and it was to get to clarify things. So mm-hmm. um, with lawyers, when they're doing, um, I believe they do proposals and stuff, um, the, the lawyers are prepared to sit in those meetings, answer any questions, but you kind of can't go back and keep asking them questions after this initial meeting. So Nancy's really learned that you have to clarify those points in the moment, ask all the questions you need because yeah. you're not going to be able to go back and forth. And, and and going back, yeah, and going back to Nepur's episode about how to lead with inclusion and diversity um, is again uh, asking those questions for for clarity. Um, so often we might be awkward in certain, we might feel awkward in certain situations. Uh, so we remain silent. But if we remain silent, you know, back to Nancy's episode and to Nepur's episode, if we remain silent, we miss that moment to really connect and find out what's important to the other person and what's important to, to this conversation and what's important to the relationship. So asking for clarity is, was so important. Um, let's, you know, this makes me think about, uh, speaking of the failure to die, this makes me think about, um, what we always do at the end of the show, which we always have our, our next step, which is what's the one thing that you can implement immediately from this episode and whether in business or in life, uh, and some really some common themes that that came up, and co- again, going back to that underdeveloped communication skill was listening. So many times, so many of our leaders said, um, you know, if there's one thing that you can do, it's start by listening intently um, and to be curious. And it all starts for everybody. So many of their failure to doubt moments was about to drop your task, to drop your agenda. Um, and to understand what is going on and what needs to be done here. It's not just about you, but it's about the other person in that conversation or the other people in that conversation. And uh, Allison, uh, about, you know, I thought my job was to save people. Uh, Again, going back to your example, Joy, about don't try to be that fully baked potato. Another thing that keeps coming up was give yourself the same empathy that you would give to another person. If your friend dropped your cell phone, you would just go, oh, that's okay. But if you dropped your cell phone, boy, would you be hard on yourself? What's my problem? I am such a loser. So give yourself the empathy empathy you, you would give to another in that situation. Um, and then, you know, thinking about just some of the highlights again, both of you talked about uh, Catherine and that uh, I really like that she had said, uh, and people follow leaders and they follow leaders because it's the small things that they do. It's the small things that they, that matters. And Jennifer's episode about how to communicate with confidence was, uh, was care, was that if you want to be a trusted partner uh, as a leader, then you have to show that you genuinely care about uh, the people. Uh, and you know, speaking of care, this was an interesting one. Our first episode, which was uh, all about the robots with with Robin Yap, our, our very first episode, uh, and that really uh, interesting how he he was working with robots for them to 
basically try to bring out the best out of humanity, the best of what we do in our communications. And where it really stood out for me was starting with the basics of please and thank yous as such an important part that we have, as humans have forgotten to to do. So uh, on that note, I'm going to pass it over to uh, to Joy. But, you know, Joy, thank you so much for, for having me uh, host the podcast and uh, being a sponsor for this podcast and uh, really appreciate um, the opportunity to have met so many leaders and and what we've been able to share with our with our listeners. Thank you, Joel. And I just want to add, you know, this has certainly been and continue to be a challenging time as we're navigating, continue to navigate remote working during the pandemic. Um, we've, you know, added high hybrid working places. Some people are going back on site. And, you know, we're continuing to learn, improve, and adapt our communication in these newer environments. And I want to take this opportunity to thank all our guests um, for sharing their knowledge and experience with Mm -hmm. us. But also, I really appreciate they shared their Tada moments. And they taught us that as leaders, we'll all make mistakes, but really we can learn from our mistakes. And of course... We have to give a big thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for listening to all our episodes. Please keep listening, asking us questions, and giving us feedback as we continue to explore communication and leadership. Erica, thank you so much for being uh, the producer on this, and uh, and thank you for sharing the questions with us. Uh, Joy, thank you so much for the insights and uh, and listening to all the episodes. I really appreciate all the insights you, you, you brought forward with us. This has been the Great Canadian Leadership Shared Experience Extravaganza, uh, bringing the greatest hits from our leaders and our listeners' questions. We'll see you next episode. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompuEase. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode.